Okay, so motivation and why we do the things we do. So if we look here, um, there's two things that drive our human actions, necessities for food, sleep, avoidance of pain and rewards. So for instance, if we've got a subconscious um, pain, a remembrance of a certain situation or a certain person that made us feel a certain way, we can move into avoidance. When we move into avoidance, this can also move us out of our body, which is why we can disassociate. And when we disassociate, we don't just move away from the pain, we also move away from the joy. We also move away to the everyday human human uh human feelings you know that we have our own human expression and we become sort of autopilot and numb and we're just moving and moving and moving and this is through avoidance and disassociation of our body um any object event or activity can be a reward if it motivates us so if we think of something that um we have the reward path system in our brain now when this reward path system is activated it gives us motivation so we'll talk about a fear there but it's when we move on to like what's the motivation what is the intention so it's always having an intention for why we're doing the things that we're doing because if there's no intention there's no motivation if there's no intention, the reward path system within our own brain will not be activated. We will not receive the chemicals and then we won't get the motivation. So there's got to be a very, very, very clear intention as to why am I doing what I'm doing? What is the intention? Why am I doing this? So it could be an object, an event or an activity that can be a reward if it motivates us, causes us to learn or creates a uh, feelings of pleasure this is why for many of you who've done my level one on the rebirth that we had um rewards every time we hit goals even little ones before we got to the end because this supports us with um releasing these chemicals within our brain so it's doing something little and then rewarding yourself for it it just makes you do it again um how does our brain decide the value of the reward and how is it that it's translated into action? So the answer lies in our brain. I can't say the word. I always do this. It's in our brain, known as the reward system. So here, um, this is a, it's a communication within our own mind. It, it's, it's like saying to a child that if you clean your room, I'm going to give you some sweets. You know, like it, our brain understands that there's a, there's a reward. So the areas of the brain known as the reward system use neurotransmitter dopamine to communicate. So they want that hit. So you will naturally be motivated to do what you want to do because you're getting these chemicals your brain will create them behaviors for you so if we just rewind all the way back and just remember intention intention and we're going to move through the circle in a second now so we can see exactly the steps to set to make sure that we're hitting what we need to hit so dopamine producing neurons is the ventral area which is is known you might have heard vta vta this is the communication it's a communication system where the neurons and the um where the it's sort of like you know have you seen the two different neurotransmitters and the sparks and the spikes go like that this is the communication between the brain so it, it it's the vta is what gets activated through this so the easiest way to think of it is what is my intention? What is my intention? Why am I doing this? How often do we do things and we don't know why we're doing them? Like, why like Why are you here now? Why are you on this live? 
what is your intention for being here? What, what motivated you to switch that on and be here tonight? What, what was that? What was that intention? A lot of the times we have this motivation from somewhere and we don't know. So even lean into that for a second. Why is it in your interest to show up here? How do you feel during? How do you feel after? How does your week pan out? What, what, what do you learn? What changes do you want to make in your life? How do you feel that this can support you? Like if we get all them real clear intentions down, it releases so much motivation for us to be able to do it. But we've got to be clear on what our intentions are in our day-to-day -day of, of everything that we do. If we're not intentional, we're basically programmed. A lot of the stuff we'll be doing is not even us. A lot of the stuff that we'll be doing is through our subconscious, which is programs. So the only way to grasp our control over our own mind and our own life is to bring consciousness to our decisions. And when we do that and we add in our intention, we also are supported with the motivation. Okay, so we'll move on. How, how motivated do you feel in your life? Just write that down now. Let's use a scale from zero to 10. Zero being none, 10 being super motivated. Okay, now... Let's think about the scale of motivation that you've just done from zero to 10. For anybody that pull from five to 10, this question is specifically for you. Where does your motivation come from? Really lean into that if you put above five to 10. Where does that motivation come from? So say, for instance, I was highly motivated. I created a national company. I just said I was a 10 on motivation but my motivation was actually coming from fear. And it's more important where the motivation's coming from than what scale we are on the motivation. It's much better to be a five and be coming from flow and love than it is to be a 10 and be coming from fear because then we're emitting that frequency and that vibration. And then for anybody who puts zero to five, really lean in and ask about how you are feeling about your worth in achieving what you want to achieve. All of this motivation is to do with worth, by the way. All of it is to do with worth. And we can be under-motivated and uh, demotivated and over-motivated through that one thing. Um, worth drives us a lot. It For me, it, it drove me to almost kill myself. It was something that was, um, you know, I couldn't stop. A lot of us can't go. You know, we suffer with procrastination through this as well. Because we don't, we procrastinate because of the fear of failure. We end up with perfectionism through this. We want to get it perfect because we're fearful of judgment, which again is self-worth. Or we don't stop and we keep going to the point where we sacrifice everything around us and our health. Because we're trying to prove our worth. So really just lean into this deeper understanding of motivation and keep in mind of 
where is the motivation coming from? Because not being motivated isn't bad. It's not bad and it's not lazy. Not being motivated is a reason for being uninspired. That's what motivation is. And when we live with intention, we gain inspiration. So it's about having intention in what we're doing because that inspires us and then gives us motivation. So it doesn't mean that if we've got no motivation, we're lazy or all that. It just means that we're not giving our um, energy and attention to things that light us up. So it's about finding them. And if we're over-motivated, it's not like I'm motivated every day. That's not a great thing. Do you rest? How do you feel when you stop? Are you sleeping well? Are you eating well? Because that's what matters. You know, it, there is no good and bad, like on these spectrums from one to 10. There is no good and bad. It, it, it's just being in balance and knowing where the motivation is coming from. For me, I want to be five. I don't want to be 10. I don't want to be one. I want to be five. I want to be inspired and I want to be healthy. That's where I want my motivation to be at. I don't want to be motivated every day. If I'm motivated every day, for one, we're women. So we're not in tune with our cycle because for two weeks of the month, we have less energy. We're going to feel less motivated just naturally. You know, we have the seasons of the year. We have collective energies. So if we're really in tune with ourselves and our body, we're probably not going to be motivated every day. And it's about us changing that understanding of what motivation is changing that reframing that what motivation is I'm not motivated oh my god there's something wrong with me I'm not motivated what is going on with me where it, it's being well why why don't I want to move is am I uninspired at the moment and um, where am I in my cycle do I do I need some rest and if we're completely utterly motivated it's asking are we in high alert are we in survival mode uh how do we feel when we stop and rest? Do we get guilt if we don't do things? This is what's important to us all within motivation. Hmm, very passionate about this. <laughs> um, okay, so we'll move on. Okay, now we're going to look at the humanistic theory. So this theory suggests that individuals have free will and can develop themselves to their highest potential and reach self-actualization. This theory focuses on conscious and suggests um, individuals are self-motivated to improve. So let's look at this pyramid triangle here, and we're going to move from the bottom to the top. So for instance, if we um, are unable to have a bed to sleep in or we don't have any food in our fridge, we will absolutely definitely not be focusing on self-actualization. And the problem is we tend to feel like we need to be somewhere else up upon this pyramid before we've actually moved up the scale step by step and really zoomed in on our clear focus so as you will have seen um this year with me I've been in sort of a, a flow state and I haven't there's loads of things that I wanted to launch new but I didn't have that um 
sense of safety. And the reason why I didn't have that is because I purposely let that go so that I could lose the control of the mind, so that I could lose myself completely and see how far I could go. And that was just the spiritual um, teachings, really, and for me to embody um, a deeper level of femininity and to be able to completely surrender to control through a lot of the trauma I've had. I've had a lot of issues with control, um, even if it just be, you know, my own routine or um, goals in my life. And that's why I'm really good at teaching all the girl stuff, <laughs> you know, because I've always been so like, and that all came from a lack of self-worth as well, you know, needing to achieve and achieving so much at a young age. So it's really important that we we just ask ourselves, right, here's this scale. I'm not giving myself a hard time because of this, this and this, because I need this, this and this first, and then I'll move on. So it said that our psychological needs and safety um, were actually in like a deficiency and then as we move up, we move into physiological needs. So those, those five and four are basic needs. Basic needs. Have I got locks on my doors? Have I got a job? Am I healthy? Um, do I have air and water and food and a bed? These are basic needs. These are basic needs that we need as human beings before we can even move on to any of the physiological needs, which is like relationships, um, and our self-esteem, you know, and how we feel. We're not going to feel a high self-esteem if we feel like we're not safe. Of course we're not. Why are we going to feel that? We're not going to get into a healthy relationship if we've got no safety. That's a fact, because we're not going to have any boundaries, because we're going to need someone to save us. And that's when we come into codependency. It's... We've got to move up this ladder in this order. And this is why it's important, especially for relationships and where we are. We're going to always attract where we're at. Always. And more times than not, we attract a mirror of what we are. And we're trauma bonding with work colleagues, with friends, with lovers. We're, we're finding something in them that we need. And they're finding something in us that they need, known as a trauma bond. So if we want real healthy relationships, it's up to us to fill these basic needs and these um, deficiency needs first. And we move on to then moving from the basic needs to the physiological needs. So I've got a house, I've got water, I've got food. Okay, now I'm going to think about bringing someone into my life because I'm not worried about, I'm not going to let them say X, Y, and Z to me um, in case I lose my house or I'm not going to let them do treat me this way in case I won't get what I need on Friday, whatever. These are our basic needs, basic needs as a human being to survive. And then we move up to creating nourishing, nurturing, open, satisfying, fulfilling connections because we're not actually in need. And when we are in need, we are very susceptible, especially being sensitive and being empathic. We're very susceptible to narcissism. And this is just the facts. We are. So it's important that we have ourselves and we move through this ladder and not, not feel we need to be somewhere else before somewhere else. Um, 
we move up to respect and self-esteem um, strength and freedom and then we have a desire then to become the most that we can be we're not going to have this motivation to be the best we can be if our motivation is I need to get out some food in my fridge we don't even care about that we just care about getting safe because we're humans that's what we need before anything so it's it's just paying attention to this and where we are and looking am i am i full what number am i on okay what number am i ready for how can i fulfill myself within this number to get to the next number this is in a union in a union is coming to a space of wholeness within ourselves which then attracts everything that we desire in our life whether it be new friendships, whether it be a partner, whether it be new opportunities, whether it be a new house, because we're magnetic, because we feel whole and full. And if we're getting parts from other spaces subconsciously without knowing, we're not going to be whole and full. So it's coming into this space of inner union. And it's not, it's not saying not letting anyone in. No, it's not saying not sharing responsibilities with people or if we if we have a partner currently, you know, we all have our roles and that and that and that's great and we all support each other. Can I survive on my own? Can I? And if I can't, what am I going to give up subconsciously? What am I going to allow? Are my boundaries going to be firm? Are my standards going to be high? Are they? If I can't survive, because if I can't survive, I'm I'm looking for something outside of myself to to help me survive. We're all humans on this planet. We're all we're all we're all fighting to survive. All of us. All of us. And you know, it doesn't need to be financial. It could be getting you know something for self worth or appreciation because we're not giving that to ourselves. I need them to build me up because I can't build myself up. And this is not just romantic. You know, this is friendships, it's work colleagues, it's everything. This is in a union, coming into union whole within ourselves. So Maslow suggests only 1% of people reach this point of becoming all that they can be. That a person who has reached this point will be someone with a life mission care and wise kind and their interests are problem centered they focus on higher purpose and larger scales so this is where motivation comes from and if we've got motivation we do more stuff don't we so if we if we're focused on something that is bigger than us you know we we are all beautiful human beings and there is no higher fulfillment in this lifetime than being service to somebody else our problem is we try and be of service to everybody and not to ourselves. So we ask ourselves, how can I be in service to myself? How can I fill myself up? And then how can I be of service to the world once I am full and not one second before? Because we can only give to others what we have inside ourselves, as you all know. So if we're looking at this as reached the point will be someone who has a life mission. How are we going to be motivated if we've got no direction in our life? How are we going to be excited and move through our days if we haven't got small little goals that we're hitting along our way? We're going to feel like we're on a wheel. We're on a cycle. There's no end. We're never going to get off. There's, there's nothing there. 
and it's it's that every day moving through moving through so for us to create some sort of goal with little goals along the way gives us that motivation each day and think of something for a life mission something that's bigger than ourselves so all of us every single one of us have got magic inside us that the world needs every single one of us have all got magic inside us that the world needs and this magic can actually be found through our own pain and our own struggle so what when I chose to come into this lifetime when I chose when I walked around this Sainsbury's Tesco Asda and I looked around all these boxes on these shelves I created my life I chose all my experiences and I put them in a trolley to evolve my soul in this lifetime am I okay with saying this no did I did I choose to be abused as a child no did I want someone to cheat on me? No. Did I want to kill myself when I was younger and survive childhood suicide? No. In our human mind, no. But when we look at it at a spiritual perspective, that those experiences evolve our soul. So do I believe I chose those experiences? Yeah, I do. And I believe that we all choose our experiences to evolve our soul in this lifetime. Because as you all know, through every hard time, what is that's the saying? There's no um, no rainbow without the rain. And this is where we learn, don't we? And we evolve and we move through these challenging times in our life. And it's always to remember, I'm going to feel what I feel. It's okay to feel what I feel. I'm not going to bypass what I feel, but I chose this. And what did I learn? What did I learn? So your magic is in your mess. If you sat down tonight and journaled and wrote a list of all the shit that you've been through in your life and everything that you have overcome and asked yourself, how can I use this to save the world? That's your magic. And there is no one else in this world with your magic. No one. You are completely unique. Like there's no one with my magic. No one teaches what I teach, how I teach, because that's my magic. I'm sharing my experiences of my life. You can't get this anywhere else but from me. That's my magic. We've all got our own magic. And when we all find it, we've all got these little drops. Our whole world will be illuminated. So our sole purpose in this life is to, first of all, move through our challenges, not start trying to save the world, which most people do actually do. Don't start trying to save the world. Save ourselves first. Once we've saved ourselves, we then find the, the magic in all of the mess and all the shit that we've moved through. And when we're moving through it, it doesn't make sense. And we don't know how we could have ever even chose anything to do with this, but we always make it through. And when we do, we embody. We embody light and magic through, through our learnings and we share it. We share it, but it's to save ourselves first so we can find the answers to what to what that is to what that is okay we'll move on so passionate about this you know wish we had three hours okay so here it says to select a need from Maslow's hierarchy that you feel in lack of in your life 
So if we reframe that to look at these five points here and ask yourself, which one is it that you want? Which one is it that you want? And um, where is it that you are? And how can you fill that number to move on to that next one? Okay, make a note and we'll move on. Okay, let's look at this motivation circle. If you've got a pad, write it down. So we have a need. We have drive, which gives us drive, which then gives us motivation. We then create a goal-directed behavior. We then achieve. And then we have a reduction of motivation. So once we've achieved the goal, we're gone. The motivation is gone. Now, just to let everyone know, these are always put on Instagram a few days before our live. So feel free to go on and save them all, screenshot them all. They'll always be put on the True Self Academy page. So have you ever had something you've been looking forward to, whether it be a holiday or, I don't know, an event? And then after it, you have a little bit of a downslope. So for me, I lived this cycle for 10 years and I used to run events that would take three months to organize. And in those three months, I had a lot of goals and it was a weekly set time for when everything went live. And I would move through these, um, this, I would move through this like this for three months. And at the end, I would collapse. Many of us do this Monday to Friday and collapse on a weekend. So it's understanding that there is no need for motivation once the um, achievement has been made. So a need could be, um, I need food, okay. So I've got drive to get uh, motivation. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to go and get food. I'm motivated to open the fridge. I'm going to have a goal that I'm going to chop this veg up and I'm going to eat it. So I've achieved it. And now I've got no motivation left. The motivation always comes from a need. So you're not going to be motivated if you haven't got a need. So it's being intentional around what the need is. What is the need? And for anybody who doesn't have a problem with motivation, to ask if you've got that need, where's that need coming from? Because what we, why we do what we do is way more important than what we do. Why we do what we do is more important than what we do. Why we do what we do is more important than what we do. Because why we do what we do is coming from a vibration. Everything is energy. It's coming from a vibration. Is it fear? How do we feel? So it's bringing consciousness and having intention around what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing. And many of our things, are, you know, our needs are around subconsciously. So psychologists divide motivation as the driving and pulling force, which results in a persistent behavior 
directed towards achieving a particular goal. For example, we go to the gym every day because we want to stay fit. So it's having intention, meaning, but also looking at the, you know, the more spiritual aspect of not just the psychology, this is the brain, this is the understanding, but the spiritual aspect of it, of um, where did they come from? You know, where, where are these desires coming from? Okay, I, th I think, is that our last picture? Hmm, this is good. So create a motivation circle for yourself based around fulfilling a need. So what's a need that you have right now? What is a need that you have right now? So I've got a need at the moment to save, which I haven't had this deep for a year because my need was um, deeper truth. That's what my need was last year. So if you wondered how, if you watched part of my journey of the things I'd done last year that were extreme, my drive and my motivation was that I had programs and that my need was to find this deeper level of truth so that I could be in a higher level truth with you and my teachings. Because when I grow, we grow. What I learn, I share with you. So I had a deep need that I, I knew I needed to be in a higher level of truth. I knew that every word that come out of me needed to be coming from light, not dark, not um, motivation, not a type of um, space where a fear, you know, not from my own pain. It needed to be coming from light, from service and from love. And we, we gather these needs through so many different things. And that's what our subconscious does. So that was a deep need for me that I wanted to be in a higher level of truth. And that's what drove me. That's what motivated me to be with all the bugs, to be in them spaces on my own and all of the adventures that I've done. That, that's what motivated me. And now it's, now it's service because that reduction now is gone because I'm in the higher level of truth now. I'm in the higher level of truth. So now what? Motivation's gone. The need's gone. I don't want to do any of that no more. You get a house and bacon. The motivation's gone. Liz, do you want to come to this retreat? Liz, do you want to do this circle? Do you want to do this medicine? I'm just like, no, I don't. Because of the need's gone. So think about this for yourself. Think about this for yourself. What's a need that you have now? That's going to give you drive. It's going to create motivation. What are the goals? What would the achievement be? And now because you're here, you understand there will be a reduction of motivation at the end. So understanding that when the goal's achieved, what, what's the need after that need? And what's the need after the next need? And what's the need after the next need? Forever. And that's how we keep our motivation. So as I say, you can download these within your um, collective. You can also get them on Instagram. You can also screenshot it. Um, but at least that's here for you now. And um, yeah, I think that's the last picture. If it is, we can... Um, Okay.
Let's turn this screen off. Does everybody have a need? Does it, or does anyone not have a need? Because if we've got no needs, well, there'll be no motivation. So if you've not got a need, pop it in the chat. Everyone's got a need. This is amazing, which means you've all got motivation. Now, what are the rewards that you're going to give yourself to be able to activate the VTA? The communication system in your brain, where you're going to receive the chemicals, the reward system, where we're going to open those pathways. What are these rewards that you are you're going to reward yourself with? And it doesn't have to be something huge. You know, it can be something really small. It could be, I'm going to have two hours on my own in the bath. <laughs> you know, it. it what is this need? Where is this end goal going to when you when you know the motivation will be gone? What is that end goal? What is the achievement? And how along that path can you reward yourself to keep this reward system moving in your brain? Because obviously the achievement is a reward, isn't it? But we sometimes don't end up getting to the achievement because we wait and get all our um, chemicals at the end we need the chemicals to keep us going. So it's, how am I going to get me little baby rewards so that I can get me big awards at the end? So just have a little think about that for yourself and write a list of what are rewards for you? What are they? What, what, what do you like? What would be a reward for you? Okay. Does anybody have anything they'd like to share? Um, we are. Look, could you turn the re recording off? <laughs>